You're listening to the Saturday Morning RPG Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special premiere episode of the Saturday Morning RPG Show. My name is Jordan, with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Um, we are back-ish, I guess. We're Hello. trying out a Friday <laughs> night stream. Um, I have... Yeah. Good news is that all of my home construction officially finished today. They drilled the last hole. They said goodbye, and I'm going to get a big bill in the mail, and that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, but um, it means that my game room's back. So uh, we got the carpets cleaned. I like cleaned them super good because I had a lot of drywall dust everywhere. And you can't mm -hmm. see, but it's still like a mess over there. But I, I'm going to reorganize my shelves and my books and get things back in order. Um, but I'm just excited to have my space back. So again. now we know what you're going to do on your Saturday is you're going to clean your room is what I No, Yeah. Like uh, last, uh, what was it? It was 4th of July weekend. I just yeah. cleaned. Like I took oh. mostly everything off of the shelves and individually like dusted it and cleaned it and then set it aside. And I had to do that with like books and, and anything that I had on the shelf. And then after that, then I could like, okay, I think I want this shelf here and I want this shelf here and stuff. So once I get it more pretty, I'll, I was planning, on, I've been taking like incremental photos and videos. So I'm going to make a video for the channel to be like, where have I been for the past like three months? <laughs> um, and it was funny. They, they quoted us uh, six to eight weeks and it ended up taking, I think 13 weeks to get it finished so it yeah, was this is the plot of the money pit as, as oh, far as i know if you ever watched it was, that movie <laughs> it was uh it was a rough it was a rough three months but um yeah. or four four but months now no three months luxury but Golden now toilets um, man i've got a yeah indoor plumbing wow so cool <laughs> <laughs> an oven i can cook food uh yeah. but yeah so it's been it's been good overall. This will be nice to get back to normal and to be making uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, and I did, you weren't playing any games at the house, right? Yeah, we were. Like I was trying to be any table games. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to be out of the house as much as possible. So mm -hmm. that's why I actually started going to my local game store and I met some really great people there. Um, and they've been doing these Friday night quick shots. So every other Friday, this guy just organizes it out of the goodness of his heart. I'm like, you're awesome. And he's actually the same guy that's helping me organize DCC Day uh, with at the game store. And so I, I like my other game store, the one that's closer. But <clears throat> this one's a little farther away. But, like, the store itself hasn't been very mm -hmm. uh, outgoing in trying to, like, you know. But that guy, amazing. And he's mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I just love games. I'm like, that's great. Um, and it's pretty consistently busy, you know, they have like overflow tables and emergency DMs in case something gets too big and it's like, okay, so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how when you do have that really enthusiastic person who's really willing just to dive in and mm -hmm. do a bunch of stuff, whether they, he, whether he or she knows people will come or not. Yeah. But then groups and people can kind of feed off that energy, that enthusiasm, and it can just build its own little community and spot because there's that one driving force that says i'm gonna make something here that's a nice little shiny star and all these little people are like hey look at that little shiny thing Let me yeah and see what's going on <laughs> well and it's like uh and a lot of them are just game masters and dungeon masters and i yeah. i pitched like hey 
I like DCC and they're like, we've never played it. And I was like, cool, well, I'll run something. And that didn't work out because I was busy um, and things fell through. But uh, I was talking about DCC Day and they were like, oh, well, we should do that. And all of a sudden he's like, well, I just ordered a whole bunch of like DCC Day stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, and I got, the, I convinced the store to go in on it. So like they bought a bunch of stuff and we're just gonna like do that. So these these other two guys have never ran Dungeon Crawl Classics before, but they're like, we're gonna mm -hmm. run Funnels for the first time. And the, you know, they're familiar enough with RPGs that they'll be like, I think it's fine. I know what a saving throw is kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so we had like a meeting yesterday and just kind of went over like what we're gonna do on the, which is it's next Saturday, the 22nd. Um, and so we're going to have like a guy in the morning and then I'm coming in the afternoon to like watch the afternoon shift and run games and do things. But, uh, this is the kind of, I don't know, like activity you want. Cause you like, especially with RPGs, mm -hmm. you love games and you're like, I want to yeah. find cool players. I want people to play games. And, uh, this was like the perfect, uh, perfect place to do it, you know? And that guy, very cool. God bless him. He's organizing a whole bunch of stuff and he's not getting paid a dime from what I know. So I'm like, thank you. I feel like I want to call them and just say, when Jordan's in the store, if anybody says DCC, everybody has to shout out, now take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Usually somebody's like, yeah, I heard about this game called DCC. And I just like pop up from around a corner. <laughs> Hi. And they're like, do you work here? <laughs> oh no, not at all. But I, you summoned me. Let me, let me tell you about our, our uh, Lord and Savior, Dutcher Crawl Classic. Here's your Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, that's cool. Well, well DCC Day's coming up, July 22nd. Um, we got the the adventure here. Um, yeah. And it's called uh, Crash of the Titans. And this is actually a Mutant Crawl Classics adventure, but um, it's DCC Day or whatever. Um, and it's level three, and I'm really excited. So, the other fun thing about this, though, is it comes with a map um, that's kind of a point crawl. And then you have these cutouts on this side right here of the actual mm -hmm. monsters. And there are two giants, um, titans, that are wandering around the map. And so while the adventure's going, they could like wander over you and cause problems. And so, I don't know, it's like one of those fun replayability ones where you're like, this is going to be different every single time based on just the positioning of these giants. And so I thought that was a really cool module. I was like, that's really awesome. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, um, because we, I don't think, we didn't have the show for a free RPG day, did we? Or were we? did we do the show and then went to the store? Yeah, so we did the show and then I left to go to free RPG day, but it was also my yeah. friend's birthday and we were doing that level 21 shot. And so then I did that, and then I went to Free That's RPG right. Day. So that was the last time we met, yeah. And I I picked up Broken Compass. Have you heard of this RPG? Uh -huh. um, it's like Indiana Jones. You can do it in oh. the 1920s, and it's totally like pulp. Uh, I'm going to go explore and get an idol from an ancient thing, and I don't know. It's, it, it's really cool. It's a D6 system. It's super fun. Um, I would I, buy an Indiana hat. To make that yeah so i'd be able to sit there in my indiana <laughs> and like the aesthetic of it this is called the adventurer's journal um and they just make it look like i don't know just like really really uh it feels like a a, a leather journal that you're gonna like haul around and i think that's why mm -hmm. i was confused because when i saw it on the shelf i thought it was 
a journal for your RPG character. Because I know um, Beetle and Grimm sell like Dungeon Master journals, which is like, here's how, like, here's NPCs and you can, you know, little places for that. And I was like, well, that's really expensive for a journal. Like, what is that? So then I started uh, flipping through it and I was like, oh, and the, the company that makes Broken Compass has a whole line of adventures too. So it's like, oh, and then I want to have like a, a paranormal kind of Cthulhu adventure. Oh, I can pick up that one. Or I want like an Indiana Jones fighting Nazi adventure. Like who doesn't want to punch a Nazi? Let's go. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know, it's just really cool. So I've been enjoying that a lot, reading that and wanting to run it, but, uh, I got to focus on DCC day first. And so. they have a, the movies coming out. So it's kind of like a good time yeah, to learn that. Movies out. <laughs> oh, it I is. Heard it, yeah, yeah. I heard I'm, it's like not the best or maybe it's okay. I don't know. Uh, Indiana Jones is one of those characters that I wanted to be like James Bond, where we just yeah. get different actors that play him and he kind of never ages. It's just like always a fun adventure set now, you know, <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you have different actors play him because then we could argue about who's the best Indiana Jones, you know, and I think that would be a lot of fun uh, to have more fun pulp adventures. <laughs> And even though you say that, there's not really many movie franchises that do that, where they no. change the leading guy, but it is the same character. Yep. Doctor Who is the only thing I can really think about oh, that do it. Um, and then for some reason, we're okay about it with James Bond for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, and I know people are like, well, you know, this actor will always be James Bond to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and that's great because... But like yeah. I, I don't know why uh, we don't do that with more, rather than rebooting and trying to like bring back the old characters. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if we love Indiana Jones, especially, is like we love this character. Just go ahead and do that, you know. And I, uh, it was kind of like the. Now we're just talking about movies. Welcome to our movie podcast. But <laughs> uh, Pirates night, of the Caribbean a was mm -hmm. a similar thing where I was like, no, people have really latched on oh, to this. Uh, Cap Captain Jack Sparrow character, you just mm -hmm. need another Pirates in the Caribbean movie with him. Don't you don't necessarily need to bring back Orlando Bloom and all these. I mean, like we weren't super attached to them. Like we just thought he was funny and wanted him to go on another supernatural sea adventure. I mm -hmm. uh, and they got it right towards the end. I think when they were just keeping Jack Sparrow in the movies and like doing stuff. But uh, that's another one where I'm like they'll never recast it but like what if they did like that would be fun you know so well, you never know i just saw a preview and we're talking movies i saw something they're doing a willy wonka movie again so yeah it's a preview you never know when they're gonna redo something so yeah everything yeah. comes back around at some point so well hugh it, grant of dungeons and dragons fame is a ah. oompa loompa in Ooh. the new wonka movie it looks ridiculously not that's fun awesome. for me but that's okay Hey, so I got this little treasure at that DD and it's like a, it's a pad. I, is this how it is? The one you have? It's like a, no, mine's a book. Like a notepad. Yeah. This is like a little notepad to say, Hey, do you want to learn how to play a game pretty quick? And it's got the character sheets on it and you fold them. They have the coolest put them in front of sheets, each other. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that we played that at Gen Zero Con. Prep. That yeah, was the maze one. Yeah. That's so good. That's a unique I also game. got. So this was the uh, G.I. Oh, Joe, Joe and Transformers. Remember, Renegade Games did, they got the license to G.I. Joe, Transformers, 
Power Rangers and something else. Well, this is the guide to help you fuse those two games together yeah. so that your because it's the same system. Transformer can fight your GI Joe. So yeah. I was like, oh, I got to pick that up. That was free. And, then and I, I think in the movies side. they want to combine that too. So <laughs> oh, I, I hope they do. And I got Zombie Side. Oh, cool. RPG two twenty one or two day mission booklet. And it was cool enough, and the artwork was good enough that I said, you know what? Support your local game store. I bought Zombie Side while I was nice. there, so I got free stuff. I bought a book, and I thought this looks cool. I love zombies. Zombies is my favorite genre. Um, I can't wait till the zombie apocalypse happens. Um, but I, those, those were the ones that I got. <laughs> heck yeah, no. So I we went there, and we're big fans of Scott Pilgrim, the oh, the yeah. movie. Um, I read the comics before the movie came out. Like, I really love it. And mm -hmm. we have a Scott Pilgrim trading card game. My game store, I went in for free RPG day, but they were having a sidewalk sale of all of these, like, really expensive stuff that they couldn't really get rid of. There was, like, seven Spelljammer box sets. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, yeah, that no, people aren't buying those, are they? And it's the special edition. Oh, that's rough. I'm not going to get mine. it, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I was like, I already have it. Uh, but yeah, they had a twice. Scott Pilgrim game that's normally $200. It's got these Scott Ooh. Pilgrim miniatures, and it's like a fighting game and uh, the a tactical miniature battle league game with Scott Pilgrim characters. That's cool. But it was 75% off, so I got it for $50. And I was like, yep. And I picked up the box, and I was walking out. And then the lady's like, oh, did you get the second box? I'm like, no, I just want this one. And she's like, no, the, the game is in two boxes. So now I'm carrying around these two boxes. <laughs> I was like, this is the best deal ever. For, for so. a great deal, yeah. So then I got That's that. Cool. And of course, because I spent like over $100 uh, for free RPG day, they were like, oh, you can have some other free stuff. So I got uh, something else that is lost because everything's in boxes. But yeah, yeah <laughs> but it was cool. fun. I had a good time. It was nice that our, on that day, they had a sign on my comic book game store that said, hey, we're moving over the holiday weekend. So it was like that was happening. And then 4th of July happened. They shut it down. They bought a new store that has more more footage across the street in a building. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then yeah. I just went just this last weekend to the brand new store with all the new stuff in there. It looks like it's going to be cool because they, they're setting up a lot more play area stuff too. So they're, I think it's going to be cool that they're going to start having a lot more events is what I'm hoping a lot more people okay. and stuff like what you're talking about. So I'm hoping that my new comic book games, not new, but new location comic book game stores going to be doing this. Yeah. Too. It's always, it's still, I mean, I, I don't actively play. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena, I guess, lately. But, like, Magic still is the reason those those places exist. And it blows me away. Yeah. Because we go for Friday night quick shots. And it's like, I'm always walking through. And I'm like, is there a party going on? And it's just, like, hundreds of people in the front playing Magic, exchanging Magic cards, doing some kind of a Magic something or other. And I'm like yeah wow this is okay and then i go back in the corner and there's like 12 of us waiting to play an rpg and it's like okay <laughs> but very cool um hey i made a thing called mecha goons and i released it how cool is that, that yeah is cool. I'll, put, I'll put links down below but if you just go to the jorfden.itch.io j-o-r-p-h-d-a-n.itch.io um you'll find it there and it is free. You can donate. I have like a $5 suggested donation because I'm like, I don't know. I think it's worth $5. But if you put zero in there, you can get the game for free. The whole thing's in Creative Commons. I just kind of was like, this is an experiment to try publishing on mm -hmm. itch and things like that. Um, 
But friend of the show Lex gave me a warm review. He was like, this is awesome. I was like, oh, thank you. So I really, it's kind of fun. And then uh, I have some people that we're going to run through a couple of scenarios. And then I've already got ideas for kind of expanding it and stuff. Uh, we had a, Lex had a really good idea of uh, turning it into like a, a pseudo miniature game. Like mm -hmm. instead of theater of the mind, actually like move your, and then the monsters could be D12s. And as they take damage, you rotate the number so that you know, like, oh, that guy's like super hurt because he's a four on the die. And I was like, that's brilliant. So we might be, we might be writing some stuff there. Should be some supplement, <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know. I probably got to write a couple adventures and be like, here, here, play. But uh, yeah, that was really fun. So um, it's super cool. Uh, go check out Mecha Goons. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, there's actually you... a. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there's a link in the document in the PDF for mm -hmm. Mechagoons that takes you to a Google form where you can like leave me feedback and then I'll always have it and it'll be in the um, in my Excel uh, on Google mm -hmm. Sheets and I can go check it and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and you don't have to, but you can. And I think that's awesome. So I thought it'd be a good way to leave feedback if you were interested in doing so. Yeah. Did you land? How did you land with your what you want to do with your art um it is uh it is mostly ai stuff yeah so i mm -hmm. i generated some things on midjourney and then i photoshopped a bunch of other stuff and then i used some public domain images and i photoshopped those as well uh and when i say photoshop like i have i bought a i bought a waco i bought a waco drawing pad for my computer mm -hmm. so it was a lot of like tracing and fixing the images and stuff um, but yeah, that's a hot subject. Not a lot of people are like gung ho for the, um, the AI art, but again, I was like, but it's making it free. And then the more I looked at it I was like, if I don't have the art, I just feel like it doesn't feel like a real project, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I, I included like, yeah, it. It has to be some inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So I included well, have it. Have you talked because... to Lex about it? I wonder what Lex's point of view is on that whole, because um, he, he builds and makes yeah. lots of cool RPGs. I know he gets artwork from different places he pays his art yeah yeah does. yes so, and I get so 5b that came out that was mm -hmm. entirely uh public domain images and oh, he was very upfront about that he's like i did this public domain images because i want it to be as cheap as possible i want it to do this um mm -hmm. and so but he was like up and they're all listed there like he's like this is where i got the image and stuff um but it worked it worked really well for 5b um he's actually working on a supplement right now um, I, I don't think this is like super secret knowledge or anything, but I know that he hired an artist for that specifically. Um, and I think if he actually, excuse me, he actually gave me a bunch of names of artists that he was like, cause he scours like Twitter oh, yeah. and, 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 yeah, I'm on and all Twitter all the stuff. time. Like that guy I like, this yeah. person I like, that person I like, um, I'm going to keep And he, that. <laughs> he found a really good one that, like, fits the style I'm kind of going for. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't have the money for it right now. So that was another yeah. thing. I was like, if people buy it, if it kind of takes off, and then I don't think it will take off because it's just a hack of, a, of Tunnel Goons and how many people just kind of want to play Tunnel Goons instead. But I like mm -hmm. the idea of it. And it was an exercise in writing for me. And I've been up front with that yeah. too. Like, I'm like, I just, I think games are cool. I want to design games as mm -hmm. well, you know? And so this is yeah. like, yeah, but it's not, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not a, 
hey, I'm going to screw the artist and I'm going to do all this other stuff. Like I, I totally want to support the visual visual artist because I think that those people can capture the overall aesthetic for the whole book so much better than me trying to like, you know, bash little images together and make it work. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I just don't have the time and money right now. So maybe eventually. Mm -hmm. But it's a hot thing on, on itch. A lot of people don't like... Uh, that you use AI art there, and there I understand camps have been drawn for yes. sure. There, there's a line and, out there and people uh, are picking sides. I decided to be upfront with it. So there's like a disclaimer yeah. that's like, Hey, this is what I, this is what I did with the art. But, um, uh, and I don't know, I haven't gotten any negative feedback yet. Like there's probably people who are rolling their eyes and are like, okay, I'm going to block this guy or not listen to him or something. But, um, for the most part, you know, people are, people are enjoying the game. That's part of the part of it. So crazy. Um, Screen Actors Guild is on strike. This just happened today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. So the we have the writers' strike, um, and the reason I bring up the Screen Actors Guild strike, which means all of the all of our celebrities can't make movies or TV shows and things like that until the strike is resolved. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Actually, it's a very big deal in the entertainment world. Uh, but I was wondering what this, what is going to happen for Critical Role? Because they are all SAG after actors. And I want, I don't know if podcasting or Ooh, streaming on Twitch count as stuff like that. So it was something to think mm -hmm. about. I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. Um, because with the strike, you can't do stage performances either so it's this weird where does tabletop rpg content kind of fit in for you you know like mm -hmm. i would look at that and be like that's a total staged thing but i wonder if like on paper legally they're like oh no you can do that and you're not violating the guild because you're not creating revenue for somebody else but they are their company so i don't know it's kind of interesting i wonder if uh, their parent company, the critical role that they've created. I wonder if that company actually pays the SAG after stuff and then that money comes back to them as like working talent or if it's just you're you're our CEO, we pay you kind of a thing. Right. So, and then it's not through that and they can keep going. But it'll be interesting to see uh, this is part of what the SAG Actors Guild is on strike for and or shouldn't say sag actors guild the screen actors guild sag this is why sag is on strike is because of streaming problems and not getting compensation for uh things that are streamed or a lot of the big thing now is companies are making these big budget shows like hbo and stuff and then they don't release them and they write it off for taxes. Well, if it's not released, then the actor doesn't get any of the money. You know, like there's a lot of this weird stuff back Whoa, and forth. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and I just want to bring it up because uh, Critical Role is huge. And it makes me wonder if, like, I don't know. Or even Dimension 20. A lot of those guys are SAG actors as well. So Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Wizards of the Coast news, though. Uh, Big B's Guide to Giants is coming out. That is the next book. And I, I was trying to think about fizz bands, and I don't think that was a, a majority monster book, but maybe it was. 
now that I think about it. Like, here's a little bit of lore on dragons. Here's some uh, subclasses that you can use. And then here's a whole bunch of draconic monsters. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was that. And I don't know why my brain is making it out to be mm -hmm. more of a lore subclass book. It, it, it was not a Xanathar's. It was nothing like that. So I was a little taken back when I found out that the Big B's Guide to Giants is actually like 70% of the book is, is just monsters. And I was like, do I really need more monsters? Do I really need more giants? I don't know. Uh, especially with, I mean, there's so many monster books and Colville's monster book's going to come out soon. And uh, Tome of Beasts, it's I have all of those. Genre. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, well, and it's easy. Oh, and no, it's the Dungeon Denizens by Goodman Games. Like, I'm going to get that yeah. one. And I think I will I will be overloaded on monsters, but who knows? I don't know. Monsters are also a great source of inspiration when you're like, wow, what do I want my players to do tonight? And you flip through the book and you're like, yeah, I, I was looking for that random, I don't know, snot ooze <laughs> like yeah, came out of the giant's you always want to give your players something they haven't seen yet or they might not know. Mm -hmm. And you have that fun of being able to describe it and see what they do, you know? Yeah. Because, man, the, I mean, <laughs> even the, but even the monster manual is just like, has so many monsters in it. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking the other day that what, you know, what I really want next is a book of, and I should, I should this should be my secret. Okay. Nobody, nobody make this because I want to make this. I want to make this is TM copyright hashtag TM. Yep. Yep. Um, I want a book of villains. Like I want, here's a villain. He here's like his vices. Like he's, he's going to be seduced by money, no matter what kind of a thing. And then make that a template or something that I can put onto an existing monster. So it's like, I have my villain and then it's like, oh, he's a, he's a, um, a vampire. And all of a sudden I take a vampire over here and I kind of mash the two and I've got this really cool villain that will last for maybe three or four sessions kind of a thing, you know, has motivations, has, has a reason that he's doing stuff, um, wants to antagonize the party because of X, Y, and Z. So, and I know that third edition or maybe it was second edition had a book called book of villains back in the day. And that's where I got like some of my Lecna, Vecna lore and things like that out of it. So I'm like, that's kind of what I want to really help me build a campaign. I think yeah. I was thinking Koval has a little bit of that, I think in the, in the book, cause he was talking about like putting villains and, in, in sub bosses oh, yeah. and like, things in his book. So that was kind of where I was thinking as you were talking about that. Thinking, oh yeah, I think the one that's not out yet. Yeah, yeah. I should, yeah, because yeah, I know he's got. Well, I actually I need to read the Venture Maidens book, because um, she was talking. Celeste was talking in their in her Venture Maidens book that they have um, some templates to put over existing monsters. So it's like instead of giving you a whole new monster, it's like here are five ways to make trolls different, and then you could like apply this to trolls or something. Um, and mm -hmm. we already see that, like you got, you buy a new book and you're like, well, the giant book is a perfect example where it's like, here's a mind flare giant. Here's a, this giant, here's a mimic giant. And instead it's like, could we just take a giant and then here are five different ways to alter that giant to make it do, to make it new and interesting in a way. Right. Uh, but you don't see that a lot. And I mean, art sells. And so you want you want to have like what does a mimic giant look like that's kind of cool not a yeah mimic giant mm -hmm. sure like i like that idea 
giant ooze a giant ooze <laughs> that was uh that was my pitch for the dungeon denizens was i wanted uh i wanted an ooze creature that was also like ooze slash giant and it was because mm -hmm. it was like a, a ball of snot that came out of a giant's nose <laughs> and so it was just this really sticky snot and sadly he came back sentient. and he was like i have a lot of yeah sentient of course but he's like he came back mm -hmm. and he's like i have a lot of oozes i don't really need any more and so that's when i'm like <laughs> corgi fey uh unicorg boom grants you wishes and he was like that's awesome so <laughs> so there we go the corgi. Uh, but it's yeah. not really a monster that's just like a cool pet right that well wants to fight the corgi unicorn. yeah <laughs> No, I'm excited they for when those when those rules actually come out because I wrote it that the corgi, the the unicorn, the unicorn corgi, fey corgi, uh, he has all of these ways to escape, and so the idea is is that if you capture him, he'll grant you a wish, but when you like try to grab him, he can reaction teleport away, or you know all these things. So it's I think it would be a fun challenge of like guys, we can solve our problems if we can catch one of these fey corgis but they're really hard to catch and how do we how do we you know and so it's not so much like attacking it it doesn't have a lot of hit points or something but it does have a lot of ways to get out of danger and to escape and so very cool um like anyway <laughs> uh and then last but not least humble bundle humble bundle uh came out with Say that a, three times quick yeah ooh, red leather yellow leather uh has a classic sword and sorcery rpg um humble bundle and it's it was kind of on the expensive side it was like 65 dollars, which is not expensive for 55 items but it's because it has a this physical copy of a book in it but the 54 oh. item which is everything but the physical copy of the book is 25 dollars, which is really awesome um but it is the sword and sorcery d20 system that i was a little unfamiliar with uh but it is uh it's a lot of cool stuff like lots of third party things there's um some pulp like there's a werewolf there's like a weird tales there's the the tomb of horrors for uh sword and sorcery and yeah so lots of a, a quite a variety of books i think uh if you wanted to pick this up um yeah i'll i'll anyway we just had a little technical blip but we're back yeah we're just back blip. The blip. I've been um, watching um, um, the Disney uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. When you said the blip, I thought the blip. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people are going back and forth with that show. I I'm liking it, um, and it also it's one of those things that I was watching it, and then it got me thinking about um, changelings from Eberron, and mm. it's really a similar thing. Like I, how cool yeah. would that be to be like. And the changelings are very similar. Like they, they inter, like they, they get in and they kind of like live their lives here. Um, but they're persecuted if they're in their original form. And like, yeah, watching Secret Invasion, it's straight up just a, um, just a cool campaign that you could have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like one hundred percent. And then DS Nine like with all of the the changelings in that show and things like that i've been watching yeah, um, that been watching a lot of star trek lately too it's a lot of fun so new horizons oh have i or or 
is it New Horizons or it's a Strange New World? Strange New Worlds, yeah. Season World. two of that is uh, is now going, and it's very good. Amacking. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. So I see you talking about Plangia. Did you see I posted? I got a book. A book yeah. No, I wasn't even expecting. My book came I in the mail too. That I got yeah. It. I was like, it, it's been forever, <laughs> and you know, good for them. They they really yeah. quality checked the book. Uh, I'm happy that it got here. And we had the PDFs a while ago, but like, yeah. there's just something about a new RPG book and sitting down. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for that. Uh, like I've been on a kind of a slump with 5e, a little bored with it here and there. Uh, you know, it, I think that's anything when you run a game for so long. Um, but mm-hmm. reading through that, I want to run a like primitive Plangea game so bad. Yeah, this is really good. And the really is good. Very evocative. Really good. Lots I'm excited. Like everything is in that book. Uh, the the setting plus here's a bunch of hooks. Here's how to reevaluate your brain when you're playing it. They're like, oh, this is uh, like instead of going to the tavern, you have like the clan fire, and like this is where people gather at night for safety. And like I was like, this is so great. And they swap stories and how do wizards work? And anyway, it's it's a uh, that guy put so much effort into it. It's just amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was super. I had the weirdest day because like you never get two Kickstarters to show up at your house on the exact same day, and that's what happened. <laughs> Rarely, when I came in. I'm like, I saw a package of like one was on the porch and one was in a box that we set outside so people can set stuff in in case it's raining or something. Yeah. So one was in there, one's on the porch. And I'm like, two packages addressed to me that can't be right because all packages we get are from my wife and her massive amazon spree that she does and we get five packages a day because (laughs) so i was like how could there be things for me and then so not only did that one come in and i was super excited because i know me and you both love plan g well when he came on i was is is it dave david David? Uh, yeah, yeah when he came on to talk about it like i was like yeah that sounds cool like come talk to us about your book and the more he talked about it i'm like this is big and i think uh <laughs> it's atlas games that made that and he was even atlas. saying in our interview you should go back and listen to that episode but in mm-hmm. the interview when we were talking to him he, he was saying yeah i pitched it to atlas games and they were like okay and he's like and then the more i talked about it atlas games was like oh this is a little cooler than we anticipated kind of a thing so they put <laughs> more money into it and getting it done so awesome. uh yeah so number two showed up with the old little duck coming down. Darkwing duck jumping lead. down. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Bay. That was another free RPG. I got the quick start rules for that. Um, yeah. Have you, have you fl- playing? Yeah. Have you read it? Flipped through it? No, I just, just took the cellophane off it. Now, I, I, it's a, a game that was super popular in uh, over in Europe. And I think it was, I'm trying to remember. the. It's in Norway or Sweden or something. It was like the number yeah, one, one of the, game. Like, oh, maybe it was Germany. I don't remember. No, I thought it was one of the higher ones. Like you were, yeah. I think you were closer. Norway. Um, and it was one that was super popular. It's had a couple of editions come out, and then they launched a Kickstarter last year to say, "Hey, we're going to update it. Free League's going to help us with it. It's a whole full box set. We want to bring it back to you know to its glory." I think they brought it. They the couple of versions after this, they did a bunch of rule changes, but then this brought it a little bit closer to original, but not quite the same as the way but they probably like quality of life improvements on. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so and free league make always backs. Awesome. Yeah. ideas. You know, they, you know, 
the I just love all the games on their website. Like I go there, I'm like, I want to buy that, and I want to buy that, and I want to buy that. Yeah. So those are two things. I was like so excited to go through these books. That's what I'm gonna do tonight when I'm just hanging out, watching my TV because I got rained out for my thing tomorrow, and I'm gonna be reading my RPG book. Yeah. So no. Like, so uh, I I would love to know. Uh, yeah, maybe next show we can have like an in-depth yeah. Dragon Bane because like um, the art is so cool and I usually don't like when you can play um, anthropomorphic animals like I'm a I'm a cat mm-hmm. person or I'm this like for some reason that's never been you something don't like the Pugmire yeah you know and not, no, no offense to the people who like that but it's never been a draw to me but like there's something about that duck. That's like on the back cover, swooping <laughs> yeah. down with knives, and I'm like, okay. I, I mean, well, look I want to play here. a duck. That seems really cool. <laughs> you kind of get like an Elric figure here with the yeah. white elf glowing blade, and I thought, okay, that makes sense. But when I saw this artwork and they talked about mirth and mayhem role playing, and I saw that artwork, I yeah. was like, that's when I kickstarted. I saw that, and I was like, you've got me. You know, like yeah. I'm I'm hitting the button right now because I want to know about if I can play him or her or them or whatever that's gonna be awesome <laughs> no and i i think in the quick start rules that's one of the the races and yeah, stuff so yeah. anyway it looks really cool it open. i so. super excited yeah so i've been reading plangia as well uh now that i have the physical book i guess i could have been reading it earlier but gosh it's so yeah, good can you just imagine playing that campaign oh my god plangia would be so good well and we went to a i went to a concert last friday and not a lot of people showed up. So we ended up calling some friends of ours. We're like, come to this concert and just like hang out with us. It's like, there's nobody here. It'll be fun. And, like, oh. <laughs> and so we like watched the band and then the band left. And then we were just having some drinks and I started talking and they're, they're the ones that play my DCC game with me. Yeah. And so we haven't played DCC in forever because of the house and they were in shows and stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, we should get back to that. And they're like, I think I know where we're at. And like, da, da, da. And I was like, but I just got this thing called Plangia. And then I just spilled all of the Plangia stuff. And they were like, that sounds really cool. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. you guys, and this is the problem we have, right? Where the the play? excitement <laughs> you have yeah. for the pregame is almost more mm-hmm. exciting than like finishing the game that you are playing right now. And Absolutely. I was like, no, pur- Purple Planet, I still kind of want to finish it. Like I had a lot of fun with it. We've We've put a lot of time into it. You guys are like level five now. We're... We're doing higher level DCC stuff. Usually I only go to, you know, level one or two. And so this is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, but now I'm I'm all it's amped up for idea. Plangia. And then, you know, reading through Broken, Broken Compass and stuff, it's like. Yeah, it's always the new hotness, right? It's always the yeah. meme of the the dude checking out <laughs> the girl. I guess he passed so. by with his girlfriend. It's always like oh, new... distracted boyfriend. Yeah. He's like, Oh, hey. distracted boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the new, the new thing that walks by and you're just like, Hey, what's going on? That's funny. That's um, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about the Ennies. Uh, they are out. I'll put a link in our, just in our notes. I perused it, uh, but I didn't, oh, I haven't voted on anything. And the only reason I know it is because Seth. Skorkowski... Oh, it's the voting time. I was like, yeah, okay. I... Oh yeah. Yeah. The voting, not the winners. So they want you to go vote. Um, but Seth Skorkowski is up for his second Ennie, which is really cool. And if you don't know what the Ennies are, they're the indie game um, RPG awards, basically. And it's like, mm-hmm. they have a lot of different categories, best art, best cover, best overall product, best blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they also have like best podcast and best, uh, I don't know, like online tool to help you play RPGs. So like Roll20 will submit mm-hmm. like this innovation that we did. Um 
and there are judges and it's a big like it's just like the oscars where it's a big in- inclusive system kind of a thing um is it at gen con where they announce it yes or is it so just before gen con they announce it at gen con they hand out the awards um and they have like a big dinner and stuff uh that i have never attended but i hear it's really good uh so seth is like you know go vote for me or just vote whatever but i was like you're, you're awesome of course <laughs> you want to you will get my vote um so the interesting thing about this one though is it's the first time a wizards of the coast product has been put in and i guess anybody can nominate stuff like you can throw things in but like wizards was never really like we don't we don't why they're they're, not they're like the indie. titans but specifically yeah. it's it's uh the radiant citadel um that mm-hmm. book and so i think the authors of that book which are all um they're all people that were uh contracted to do it uh mm-hmm. i think they were like proud of what they did and it's yeah, like very, this is a this is something of my culture that i wanted to bring yeah, to the very, game very cultures so, yeah. yeah so it's not like they're they're just like hey the you know 2024 player's handbook we want to put that yeah it's not that but uh it's up for story and and game of the year and things like that so i thought that was really cool but it'll be a little odd if they win well maybe it won't be odd if they win but i could just see um all the hatred for wizards of the coast and it kind of be like but coincidentally enough this is the year that wizards of the coast is coming back to gen con they haven't done that so in many many yeah. years <laughs> we've had many shows where we've talked about they don't even have to come they'll never come they're not gonna they're the, i this yeah the i think they are they are uh, <laughs> unburning they bridges need to reconnect. and so yeah, yeah they need to sure. reconnect with their community for sure uh and so, they've yeah. had a lot of videos out with talking about player handbook 2024 which i know there's a big contingent that hates that naming that's kind of the naming they've been going with and pushing i still don't know where the community lies with this we won't know until it comes out and then all of a sudden 5.5 or whatever (laughs) um yeah we'll see but right now i'm just like yeah player's handbook 2024 it's the easiest way to differentiate it i think so there was a lot of videos right now about the unearthed arcana and even that stuff and all the changes they've been making so they definitely up their presence again on their on their web page youtube page if you're trying to track any of the stuff that's going on with the new D5e stuff so yeah todd's making lots of videos and they're they've gotten smarter about social media um and i wonder who's behind it because they're like hey we're gonna have a play test tomorrow but i'm mm. gonna release this video today talking about the play test and it's because usually it's like the play test is out and then they'll release like five videos at once. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. you space this out kind of a thing, but now they are. And yeah. I think it's working better for them. Um, Get ahead of the hot so, take, right? Just yeah. like, here's where our mind was. We're not, it's nothing yes. crazy or weird. We just thought we thought this thing and we want to try this thing. Now here it is. You guys see it tomorrow and let us know what you think versus exactly. everybody just goes and land base something or find something. And then, they're reacting to the some uproar of some sort versus hey here's what here were our thoughts and stuff and i i can listen to jeremy crawford talk about game design and the way they think about because you can tell those people are very sincere not talking about the marketers or the oh there's you know yeah there's bad money people there for sure but sincere about making something people will like and and crafting something and lovingly adjusting it 
and you know you can just tell they're into it and i just like i can listen to them talk and they're smart about it too it's like it's not just willy-nilly they really put a lot of thought into it and they're brilliant you know chris perkins and jeremy crawford's a great team um i love listening to them talk about why they would do a different change or what they're trying to accomplish and maybe the change doesn't accomplish that but that they're like we're going to try this and just see if it will and they're really good especially with fifth edition of like we want dungeons and dragons to be accessible and open to a lot of people but it Mm -hmm. also should feel like dungeons and dragons and i think that was the big thing with fourth edition where it's like okay you made a game called D D, but like can we all agree that like D &D has a feel to it you know Mm -hmm. and uh i I always bring up money cook but like you know numenera has a feel as well as Distinct. it's just this game system. And can you imagine if they made Numenera 2? And it's like, yeah, all the things are named the same. But instead now, you you know, you know battle on grid-based combat with sticks and... Th- what? Like, people mm-hmm. would just be like, that's not... That doesn't feel like Numenera to me. And so uh, with this 2024 update, uh, I'm curious. I think I said this before, but like Lex's 5B is giving me hope for the PHB 2024. Cause I'm like, how can this new thing be balanced with the older 2014? And I shouldn't say the word balanced, but compatible is a better thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be compatible strictly because uh, Lex followed the same skeletal framework of the SRD to make 5B. And it you could have like a full character and a 5B character and they work pretty well together. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and thinking back about the the sidekick rules that they came out with and then evolving a sidekick into a full character if somebody's actually like, I actually want to like play. Can we do this? Like mm-hmm. you can do that. And so I'm like, I think it'll be a similar thing where you can have your, my, you know, 2014 Ranger and he's not doing too good, but we can evolve and kind of shuffle it and make it into a better thing. So. I don't know. Or, it, or you could, the game will work. The game will work. When somebody wants to play their 2014 version of a ranger yeah. and this person wants to play the 2024 version of yeah. the wizard. And it's still going to work. It's not going to break the game. Yeah. And the DM's not going to have to do because so much the work. The core to try concepts to make are those there. Things. Like saving yeah. throws. They're they not, made a good game. They're not reworking the entire game. And I think it's in the same kind of idea where you can buy a lot of third edition games and material and make it work in Pathfinder first edition because Pathfinder mm-hmm. first edition just kind of cleaned up the rules of that. And I feel like this is also doing a similar thing of, of cleaning up the rules. Uh, you definitely like, if you're building a 2014 cleric, you're going to have to follow those rules, but there are little mm-hmm. things like, Oh, part of playing a class is picking a race. Well, in this book it says that i can apply my ability score any way i want so i'm going to do that and then i'm going to go back to the 2014 and do this uh but it says here that you know and i think there'll be a lot of mashups and stuff but it'll be a fun test which i'm sure they're testing it but it would be really Mm -hmm. interesting to let's let's run through a scenario with 2014 level three characters and run through that exact Mm -hmm. same scenario with level three 2024 characters so and I'm sure somebody will do like a study long down the line and talk with just about <laughs> how elegant the mechanics of 5e really were because mm. it did allow, it allows so many people 
to build things that are co compatible with it. You can be a third party group right now. There's thousands of them out there that are 5e compatible and it still works with the other 5e stuff that's out there. Yeah. It might be balance, like you said, balance wouldn't necessarily be the word because some of them try to make things a little tougher. And they say that right in the beginning, even Matt Coville's book says, hey, we want our monsters to be a little bit more tougher and a little bit more dynamic. So just be aware of that when you're running this, but the rules are still going to work in a 5e yeah. game. And so the the core mechanic, they really should have won or should win at some point, not innies, but like an award that they created a foundational, functional, mechanically sound game that we're able just to put so many different genres on top of and so many different things. Well, I think ba also based on, I don't want to, I don't I don't want to award all of the awards <laughs> and accolades no. because they were built on, on the, the foundation of these giants, like, you know, the, the original yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and, and, and many decades of playing it and revising the play and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I understand why people thought third edition was going to be the be all end all. Um, and so, although well, I will it say it did mechanically break down. That was the thing. That, is that yeah. Yeah. It starts to mechanically break down at a certain point. And then four came out and people were like, this is like a very tight mechanical game, but it's almost computer game or almost, it was almost like too much one way, right? So then it didn't win a lot of awards or win a lot of hearts in the community. And so it's just like in first edition, it was cool, but that mechanic broke down pretty quickly too. Like you couldn't get to seventh or eighth level in, in original, I thought. Well, so do you think that- Run off the rails. Uh, do you think fifth edition will break down mechanically? Because this idea of like, Beats at every other level and all this other stuff. I was like, man, I it's going to get bloated. I don't know. And I finally have experience of playing a high level character in a long running campaign. Yeah. We're levels, you know, 16 or 17 at this point. And the game is not broken. The DM is not like, that's it. I mean, you guys have gotten so many abilities. You've gotten so much stuff. The game just can't run anymore. And you could get to that place in some of the other versions of mm -hmm. Things are just broken and it's not working quite right. Or it was broken enough that the DM had to spend a lot more time fixing those things to make it still work right. So you as a player may say, well, I played games back then and it didn't feel broken to me, Lucian. But that's probably because your Dungeon Master is really good at fixing things in the background to still make it all real Well, maybe good. your Dungeon Master I don't Master's think 5e really needs good. that as much. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Danimal's really good at fixing things in the background. My Down Under Dungeon Master is probably one of the best. <laughs> for sure so yeah i don't know i it's i it's really interesting i like sly flourish's approach where it's it's not like wizards doesn't own 5e they own the dungeons and dragons brand but like anybody yeah. can use these rules and make a 5e clone now and i think we're gonna wow. see a lot of like things like plangia where i'm like mm -hmm. so excited about it because uh or Dungeon Crawl Classics, I really loved the Dying Earth set. And it was like, here's a complete thing. Go play Dying Earth. And that's kind of what I want now, where it's like, I have my core player's handbook. And then Plangea adds a couple of cool flavor things for it. And I can go off and have a fun Plangea world. But I, what I don't want is to include 70,000 books. And yeah. I think D&D uh, &D Beyond is going to be 
that where I go to D&D Beyond and I'm presented with all these options. The list of And I'm like, oh as the DM, I'm going to be like, can we just not use D&D Beyond? Because I don't want you to have silvery barbs. You're not allowed to take <laughs> it. And they're like, well, but it's in my list. It's I don't care. We're not playing a strict saving game. I don't want you to have that. You know, I don't like this. I don't like this. And instead, it's that's kind of the direction I was going with my um, where there's more fun with restrictions than there are with everything is available. And my Eberron game was going to be like, here are the three books that you can pull from to make a character. I like this. Or my drow game, you know, everybody's a drow. You're underground. Here are the the three books that I want to do. And then I also want to include this new mechanic of like houses and things like that. Uh, for me personally, that's what's going to reinvigorate me for D&D. Not a giant book and like some giant yeah. character options, but I also I am like not running a giant campaign actor. Right so, yeah, I feel like that's the improv actor Jordan coming out in you. Or, like, or I, like I don't know restrictions because I can work with them. Yeah, <laughs> I think actually, just in general, I think create you. You are most creative when you are given a problem, and yeah. sometimes the problem is make a character using only these two books. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, oh, but well, make I, an interesting I, yes. character yeah. with these limitations. And, yes. and then your brain goes, how am I going to do that? Yes. This is going to be great. Not, <laughs> not a gamify. Like, uh, yeah. I know Savage Worlds has this problem where it's like, well, I'm going to take nearsightedness. So I get more points to spend over here in this. I'm like, I'm not talking about all of that. I'm talking about how do I make yeah. an interesting character? Um, and then, and then you get players like my friend who will be like, okay, I have my character, but I need this one feat from this book to make it work. But like when they show you, you're like, you do need that one feat to make it work. This is going to be awesome. And you give it, you know, like, hey, you can have that. That's kind of how I, I am a duck with a cape yes. and two swords. I need this book I need to get this character to work. I need it. <laughs> and just to go back to a quick point. Yes, I'm praising Dungeons and Dragons 5e, the version of that. But it's not to say that there's not all kinds of great games that have also done a really good job. The Monty Cook games, I love Numenera to death. I'm really infatuated right now with Pathfinder 2 and its rules. I'm hoping the new Starfinder um, revised edition is gonna capture me too. I've read all kinds of other games, role-playing games, I've got them all on my shelves. They're all fantastic too. We are living in the golden age of people making really good rules that work and then also wrapping them in interesting worlds that you want to play in or you want to bring your table and your friends and your family and your players to because you're so excited just from reading it. You want them to join you there and yeah. like, let me bring you to this jungle. And it's, the, you know, and this dinosaur walks by or whatever it is, because there's just so many things to choose from. I mean, you you, you posted something about Delta Green. I'm like, yes, I love that, too. Yeah. I, was like, I was into that whole thing. And. I was just like, it's perfect X-Files game. And yes, I could play an X-Files long running campaign with Scully and it, I just Mulder and I'd love yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so. It's funny, for some reason, Delta Green, I think when you told me about it, or maybe the cover has like, it has like, uh, I thought it was like an army thing. Um, not that you're in the, the army. It's a Vietnam jungle. It's yeah, got a chopper, it. but then there's Cthulhu-like yeah. tentacles. And I think it was like the, the Vietnam jungle. jungle. I'm like, well, are you yeah. like military? I don't really, I don't know. This is not my thing. But then somebody explained that you're the men in black. You're the, you're yeah. Mulder and Scully and you're, yeah. you're humans, but you have supernatural things to take care of. Um, 
And it uses the Call of Cthulhu dice set, which I just finished playing yeah. Call of Cthulhu. And I'm like, okay, this is a cool system as well. Uh, does story-driven stuff very, very well. Um, and that's another, you know, like, uh, I just found a couple, I don't remember the name of the game, but there was another game I was looking at on Itch the other day. And it sounded like the world sounded really cool and all this other stuff. And I started reading the dice mechanics and I'm like, no, not for me. But we're getting to this point where I'm like, I could take the world I want and the system I think will make it work best and I can play it, you know, so. Modular D6 will make this work great. Oh, modular D6. (laughs) Yeah, the the one game I played in Delta Green and it captured me, dude. I I played that one session. I was like, I wish I could find a group that would play. But I got to play a U.S. Marshal and the other player was an FBI agent. And then the other player, I think, was more of a park ranger that okay. was in the area. And the story revolved around the park ranger had noticed something going on. They were, were Delta Green operatives, so we can get called in if our expertise is needed at a certain thing. Something weird's going on. They decide which agent should go over there, and the FBI guy shows up. My U.S. Marshal shows up. We have specific skills that can help this ranger, yeah. and we're trying to figure out what's going on in this area that he works, and the whole story unfolds from that. And I was just like, it was one of my favorite one-shot, spent about three to four hours playing Unraveled. I, I felt like we could have filmed it after we were done yeah. as a pilot, Isn't and somebody would have taken it. Thing? It was just so good. Yeah, so, and it reminded me a little bit of our Monster Heart game that we had played where... Monster of the Week? With our UPS guy. Yeah, the Monster of the Week one. Because that was the same one where I thought after we were done with that and we played, you know, several several sessions of it, I thought I could see this as a sitcom with these characters because it was so funny and it was so engaging and it was so fun to go through it. it. It just made, you know, those experiences are the ones you want. Those are the ones you're trying to share with everybody. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. It's ah, love games. Um, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching this fine day. I'm probably in the chat saying hello and all that stuff as I'm going to premiere yeah. this tomorrow. Um, but boy, our busy schedules. Uh, it just didn't work out to do a live show. But I'm glad we got. Now, one I am in, good for so. another couple, and then the, there's a weekend in August. I'll be out. So yeah, I'm I'm gone August Even as I well because I'm going to go to Gen Con. <laughs> Are you going to Gen Con? <laughs> Lucian is like plan A, but there could be a plan B, and then he's waffling back to plan A. So there's like all kinds of stuff in the mix. I just don't know officially what's happening yet. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, I'll be there. So say hi to me. I have pins this year. I I bought a whole bunch of cool pins I'm going to give out to people. Um, Thank you guys so much. This was fun. We will. I miss talking to you, Lucian. We, we don't yeah. we don't we don't do enough it uh, is weird chatting. to be two weeks off or something and not have a chance two or three it, it, it was weird. a while our last show was 624 so yeah it's been three weeks um yeah. okay uh we'll see you guys later and thank you for watching and check us out next week for dcc day and another fabulous episode of the saturday morning Perfect show